0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Is physical attendance at church important? And if so, why? These are vital questions for which we, the church, need an answer. Culturally, church attendance has been in a rather tumultuous decline for decades across most, if not all, denominations. The reasons for this are many and varied, but there is no denying that many people around us no longer see the Christian life or regular attendance at worship as things that they need or want. Even among those who would yet call themselves faithful Christians, regular attendance more than once or twice a month has waned. The last 17 months of pandemic have only accelerated those trends and altered many of our routine activities. Even with a few, if any, COVID protocols remaining, there are yet those, for good reason, who do not yet feel safe attending. And not a few people have become accustomed to the blessing of being able to worship and watch from the comfort of their homes. And then, of course, there are those who are simply no longer in the habit of attending church and have filled their Sunday mornings with other things. So the question remains, is regular physical attendance at church important? The gospel passage today helps us answer that question with a definitive yes The message of Jesus to the crowds and to us puts a laser-sharp focus on our need for spiritual refreshment. When combined with the teaching of the Church Fathers about this passage, it becomes clear that attendance at worship, and in particular the receiving of the Eucharist, is vital and the best possible way to receive what we desperately need from Jesus. To help us understand this more deeply, I want to ask three questions of our gospel passage this morning. Why do people seek Jesus? What does Jesus offer, and how should we respond? Why do people seek Jesus? This week's gospel passage switches from the gospel of Mark over to John, but it picks up the story in exactly the same place where over the previous two Sundays we have heard about the teaching of the miraculous feeding of the 5,000 from just a few loaves of bread and Christ walking across the water in the dark of night to his disciples. These are the same stories that come right before our passage today. In our passage, the crowd has woken up They were fed by Jesus the night before and they realize that he and his disciples are no longer around. They've gone across the sea. So they go and look for Jesus where he naturally would have gone, to the home base of Capernaum. And they somewhat incredulously ask Jesus when they see him, Jesus, when did you get here? Even at face value, that question is obviously not the right one. It's obviously... Sometime between dinner last night and this morning. So Jesus cuts to the chase. You are not seeking me because you saw the miracle of the feeding. You are not seeking me because you believe that I am the Christ. No, you came looking for me because you ate and were filled. You want more food. As they continue and even ask Jesus, well, what sign will you give us that we should believe in you? Our fathers ate manna from heaven. Their minds are still focused on physical food, not the eternal benefit that Jesus clearly declares is available to them. St. Augustine broadens the reality of this situation that happened with Jesus and the crowds to us in the church. How many seek Jesus for no other objective than to get some kind of temporal benefit? One has a business that has run into problems and he seeks the intercession of the clergy. Another is oppressed by someone more powerful than himself and he flies to the church. Another desires intervention with someone. One person wants this, another wants that. The church is filled with these kinds of people. Jesus is scarcely sought after for his own sake. End quote. Why do you seek Jesus and his church? Truly, our own motivations might be as varied as the reasons that many have left the church. But one thing is certainly clear. What the church cannot primarily be is a social club, a source of humanitarian aid or a place for networking. While we may do those things as a community, what is first and central is that we must seek Christ for his own sake and for what he alone provides. So what does Jesus offer? What makes the church distinct from every other institution is the person of Jesus Christ, who declares to us this morning that there is a food that endures unto everlasting life, and that it is the Son of Man alone who provides it. Later in the passage, he says that he himself is the bread of life, the bread which satisfies not only our deepest hunger, but also our thirst. John Chrysostom puts it this way, quote, I fed your bodies, Jesus says, so that after this you might seek that other food which endures, which nourishes the soul, end quote. Perhaps you missed the switch of language that Jesus used about food in the midst of this passage. He starts talking and reflecting on the miracle of the bread. He tells them to not look for meat that perishes. He switches from bread to meat, another word for meat being flesh. He himself says that he is the bread. He uses the terms almost interchangeably, bread and meat, bread and flesh. This idea is picked up on by Ephraim the Syrian, who teaches the following. Quote, Our Lord made bread in plenty from just a little bread, and he changed water into wine at Cana. He first sought to accustom their mouths to his bread and wine until the time would come for him to give them his blood as well as his body. He allowed them to taste the superabundance of transitory bread and wine so that he might excite them to a superabundance of his living body and blood. He enticed us with these things that are pleasing to the palate to attract us towards that which vivifies the soul. End quote. Church, we need the bread of life and the meat that endures to eternal life. We need Jesus, and the Church Fathers are nearly unanimous in reading this passage as touching to the Eucharist. So we need to receive Christ in the sacrament of the Eucharist, wherein we receive into ourselves the bread and the wine, the body and the blood, the sacrament in which we are fed of food that never perishes. Beginning at the Last Supper, The tradition of the Church, as then handed down by the Apostles and taught by the Fathers, is that the Eucharistic Feast is an integral, central, and ongoing part of the life of a baptized Christian. We should regularly find ourselves at the table receiving Christ into ourselves and being enlivened in our souls. Speaking of the Eucharist, another Church Father, Cyril of Alexandria, declares the following. Quote, the holy body of Christ gives life to those who have it within themselves, inasmuch as it is commingled with our bodies. Since those things are so, let those who have been baptized and who have tasted the divine grace understand this. If they are sluggish or reluctant about going to church and for a long time keep away from the Eucharistic gift, they decline to be enlivened. End quote how then do we respond? The teaching of this passage and of the church is clear. We must seek Christ for his own sake, for what he alone can offer, that nothing else in the world can fill the void of our spiritual need for food and nourishment. This is primarily received through the Eucharist. There is no other good answer other than being present with and among the gathered body of Christ to receive and be enlivened by the sacrament. Certainly, without question, it is a blessing that we have the capability to live stream our services, especially for those who are sick, homebound, or traveling for a season. There are good and right reasons for partaking in our services that way, And the church has a long history of having reserved sacrament so that the clergy can take communion to those who cannot attend. But those who are able should regularly find themselves gathered in person for worship and to receive the Eucharist. I recognize I'm preaching largely to the choir. We need to be strengthened by one another in our common faith and in our shared communion of the body and blood of Christ. That. Church is life. As you come forward today, receive Christ into you, that he may enliven not just your physical body with bread, but enliven your soul. And may you take that message onto a world that isn't here among us, but who desperately need such food. Amen. Amen.